before we get to all the controversy around that, uh, number two corner in the country, a five-star prospect, verbally committed to LSU, but, you know, um, <laughs> you think Elias Ricks will be in this class? You know, that's more Bill's thing than me, and I would never try to steal his thunder on this. He was first in on this. He has continued to stay in on this, and he'll probably be the one that finishes this one too. So I'm kind of like you. I'm just kind of a, you know, a bystander on the Elias Ricks thing. What I'm being told from my people is that unless LSU burns to the ground, you know, it's more than likely he's going to stay with LSU. So, you know, we got to wait and see what happens there. He is going to visit later in the year, supposedly. And once those kids take those official visits, man, it's all gloves are off at that point. So I'm kind of um, in, in your boat here and probably with our, our listeners and our readers that I'm just letting Bill kind of man the ship here because he's proven that this is his thing and far more than me. So, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting back watching him do his work. Now we're going to take a very quick break for a commercial. All right, Bank. Yeah, as for the controversy, I mean, we've seen a lot of things uh, in our days covering the Buckeyes, covering recruiting. Um, I would put Elias Ricks at the top, but it was interesting that, you know, it was reported that he was, had already, you know, the family was going to move to Baton Rouge. There was talk out there they already had. I have no doubt the guys on the LSU site were told that from the family. They weren't just getting that from a source that was, like, kind of new, you know, third cousin or something. Or They, they certainly weren't making it up. You and I were talking about that on the board. So I, I totally believe that they were told that. And, and then just things change in recruiting, as we all know. I mean, uh, perhaps um, they were planning on moving there and some other stuff happened, and they just decided, no, nah, we're not going to get into that, maybe because of the stuff going on at LSU or or simply, you know, maybe he, with Legend Cavazos, just wants to be a Buckeye. But, uh, yeah, that was an interesting situation with LSU saying, some of the guys in LSU saying no, that he's going to move to Baton Rouge, and Bill Curlick saying no, he's not. And uh, I don't know. I kind of got a kick out of the whole thing, just to be honest with you. I mean, it's just it's, it's life in the recruiting world. I mean, until you've gotten pranked or misled or – you know, and hey, it happened to me. Believe me, I've got I've had so much egg on my my face I could start a restaurant in the morning. But it happens. I mean, and like I say, Sonny Ship and Shay Dixon really got caught in a in a tough spot there. And there's no possible way those guys just made that up. Okay, it would be. I mean, it's just unheard of. It's it's it'd be like me saying today on the show, oh, B. John Robinson is moving to Pick Central. Well, somebody's going to ask him, and he's going to say, no, I'm not. And then I'm going to look like an idiot. So there's no way Sonny Schiff or Shea Dixon made that up. They were told that by somebody they trusted. Okay, now things changed. And they got left in a tough spot, an uncomfortable spot. I've been there. I've worn that hat before. It doesn't wear well. So like I say, who knows what's going to happen and who knows what they were told? I don't know. Like I say, I was tipped off about two weeks ago, and I put it in one of my chats about – uh, Rick's possibly going to IMG. Now, I never did get that confirmed, but the person that told me was pretty darn sure that he was going to IMG. And it's like, uh, that's a tough drive, you know, from Baton Rouge to IMG. So, who knows, Dave? I mean, this one has been, like, it's been one for the books. And, um, you know, get your popcorn ready because this has just been the layup line. This has just been fun and games here. It's going to get good once the games start and the official visits open back up. And now listen, from my point of view, again, as a, just on the sidelines here, he has an unofficial visit and an official visit coming to Alabama. So anybody sleeping on that one, better uh, open your eyes here, okay? I know it, it looks like it's an LSU-OSU battle here, 
well, watch out for Alabama because nobody ever heard Alabama mention for Jordan Battle until it was time to mention Alabama for Jordan Battle. So keep your eye open there. Uh, two visits to St. Nick, it's something to be concerned with. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, Alabama's at the top of the hill for sure. I mean, Clemson's right there as well, and they're, you know, they're going to get uh, – anytime they're in on a player that you want, you should probably be concerned. Um, all right, let's move on. Jalen Knighton, number three all-purpose back four-star prospect. You think Jalen Knight, Knight – excuse me, Jalen Knighton will be a Buckeye? I think he's going to commit to Ohio State uh, fairly soon, and then, you know, then it's on at that point. You know, if you think that – you know, getting a commitment from Jalen Knighton is the same thing as getting a commitment from Jacob James. Uh, I hate to tell you, but they're not the same thing. Jalen Knighton, 1,000 miles away, he's already taken his official visit. Ohio State will try like heck to get him back up for an unofficial during the season. The worry with this new rule on official visits, and they got bit on Jordan Battle, is they come in the spring and then you never see him again. And then the sharks tear into them down there, and it's hard to play defense from a thousand miles away when you're not seeing that kid. So Jalen Knighton, I think, is going to commit to Ohio State soon, and then they have got to, you know, learn the lessons they learned from the Jordan Battle thing about how to recruit from far away. They've got to go visit him as often as the rules will allow, and they really need to impress upon him how much they want to see him come up for a game. So, but. You know, I can tell you just from history that, you know, he probably will be on that Miami campus at least once or twice after he makes his commitment, and nobody will probably ever know about that until after all the smoke is cleared. But, I mean, this is th- these are tough, okay? It, it's a lot tougher recruiting Deerfield Beach than it is recruiting, you know, in Ohio. So this is going to be one to keep an eye on. I think they're going to get the commitment. I think there's a great chance they end up signing him but, boy, don't don't sleep on it. A couple more guys I want to ask you about. Uh, Jacoby Cohen is one of them, number 12 D-tackle, the four-star prospect. Uh, you think Jacoby Cohen or Cowan, however you pronounce Cowan, will be a Buckeye? I think they have a great shot at getting him. Um, I think they want him. Um, his teammate, Dedrick Bingley-Jones, I don't think is going to end up in this class. Um, I think he's probably going to be a victim of a numbers thing. Cowan was a kid that was ranked really high. And then, for some reason, I mean, his ranking really took a nosedive. I don't know why. I don't cover him. I mean, from what I see on film, looks like a pretty darn good player. I really like the guy. But we got to see what's going on. He really plays it close to the vest. Um, if you look on Jacoby Cowan's profile page, you will see zero crystal ball picks, which is almost unheard of you know, for a four-star kid. Um, Nobody knows anything about this kid and put me in that boat too. But I just think the feedback I got from when he was at Ohio State, he was there on June 15th with a lot of other guys, and it's very positive. So I think, you know, let Larry Johnson do what Larry Johnson does all the time. I I think Ohio State is one of the favorites here for sure. But, boy, this guy keeps things under wraps pretty good. Last guy I want to ask you about, and then we'll open the floor up. You can say, you know, mention some guys maybe that I didn't ask you about that you think might be in the class, or at least are candidates. But Court Williams, number 12, outside linebacker, four-star prospect. Seems like he'd be a good fit for the bullet position. Court Williams will be a Buckeye bank. I sure think so. I sure think so. And then, you know, when you start adding in uh, Robinson, 
Knighton, Ransom, Williams. You know, you're starting to get up, bumping up against that 25 already. And it's just not feasible to think that Ohio State will not accept another commitment from, you know, August 1 all the way to the first Wednesday in February. That is just not – it's not feasible to think that. So that's where I think this 25 hard cap is not – it's not going to work. Excuse me. So I just think – look, I I think there's going to be more guys in this class than 25, and I also think that there are going to be more names pop up down the road that we're not even talking about right now. Okay, probably will come in that D-line group too. There will be names pop up, I can almost assure you, in October, somebody or November, somebody's going to take an official visit to Ohio State. That makes everyone say, wow, never saw that one coming. So I think they could be at their 25 here in the next couple of weeks. And then we got to see just how this progresses over the next few months. Um, a good thing that when you have the bulk of your class pretty much locked in at this early date, they can totally tear into this 2021 class now where if you're chasing your 2020 class all the way to February, it doesn't really leave you a lot of time to build these relationships with the 2021s like they're doing right now. So not only is 2020 set to be, you know, one heck of a class, they are in an amazing shape for 2021. And the 2021 in-state class in Ohio is one of the best I've ever seen, might be the best I've ever seen. That's a great point because, yeah, they, they're – pretty much done with this 2020 class. They know who they want to fill it out, and, yeah, they still have to recruit these guys and, uh, you know, and be diligent, they will. And But they can now focus a lot of their attention on the 2021 class. It's a great point. Um, all right, who did I leave out? Uh, who are some other guys um, that you think might be in this class for the Buckeyes? You know, I, I don't think you left anyone out, really. I think, I, I think this thing is pretty transparent in who they're going to get, where they're at, I don't think there are any surprises out there right now that, you know, we're aware of. Elias Ricks is lurking. Um, So I think this is pretty cut and dried right now on July 15th. I think the average Ohio State recruiting fan knows a lot right now, probably more than he has at any time in the past. You can see where this is going right now. The question is, boy, when the the dead period ends – and, and the season starts, and those official visits start popping up, who's going to show up on Ohio State's campus? That's what I'm looking forward to. Because right now, I mean, I think anybody can pretty much lay out an Ohio State class and be, be pretty darn close to what it's going to look like on the first Wednesday in February. Great stuff, as always, from Bill Bank Green. I appreciate it, Bank, and I appreciate everybody out there listening to the show. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best in band in the land. Yeah.